Alright boys and girls, we're back with another episode of the Not So Fucking Ordinary Show where I'm interviewing extraordinary people like this very extraordinary person I have to my left. Chelsea, how are we doing today? Really good, thanks. Yeah, super excited to have you on. We're gonna dive into a lot of things. There's many different areas that I wanna dive into from your corporate career to some of the most recent life events to your mindset yes. and much, much more. But before I do that, it wouldn't be a normal episode unless I plugged Fit to Give. As you guys know, who have been following the show, Fit to Give is uh, a company I recently started focused on providing high quality stainless steel shaker bottles. But what makes it special, at least special to me, is that we're giving a portion of proceeds to charities focused on higher quality water, nutrition, and education. So if you like what you see here, visit fittogive.org, support the cause. That'd be fantastic. Now, let's dive into this. Cool. You know, it's funny because you and I have been trying to get some time on the calendar for the last, I don't know, month, month and a half. First, I was sick. Yes. And then I got sick again. Yes. And then we had to push it back. And now you're sick, but we're here. So we're, we're plugging through. Exactly. So. Ignore the voice, but otherwise energy fully here. <laughs> That's all that matters. That's all that matters. Yes. All right. Well, let's jump into this, Chelsea. Cool. Or, or should I say... Brand boss. Yes. Well, the internet or calls me brand boss. Is it revamped? Yeah. <laughs> is it Chelsea revamped? No, I, I do go by brand boss. Okay. Uh, that's sort of my hashtag trend. Uh, I started getting that nickname on the internet uh, because I was really transforming my clients' uh, brands. And so everyone's like, oh, yeah, you got to meet her. She's a brand boss. And now I'm just hashtag brand boss um, everywhere. So yeah, um, that's my website, uh, okay. Chelsea Amber and brandboss.com. So you can like check it. me out that way. All right, let's dive into that while we're on that topic. So sure. tell me about how you got into branding. What are yeah. you doing from a corporate standpoint as well as outside of the corporate world? How are you, yes. you know, leveraging your skill set in branding? So I actually started my career in sports marketing. Okay. Um, I designed, helped with social, ma social media strategy, um, also just like sales tools, presentations for 76 professional sports teams, oh, wow. athletes and venues. So that's how I started my career and I got really, really good that's at unique, yeah. marketing, personal branding, um, helping athletes figure out that they're more than just an athlete and building complex brands around um, philanthropy and sort of like their full bigger mission and um, fell in love with that. I still do that work, but I do it on the side. I ended up then um, leaving corporate for six months and started my own um, freelance business where I was helping come. I decided I wanted to help other startups. So sure. that was a sports marketing startup. And I decided I'm gonna spend the rest of my career bouncing from startup to startup. And my next venture ended up being in financial services. And that venture led me where I am today, which is my third startup uh, in corporate anyways. And there we are working on um, this amazing science and technology. So I've been in really like male dominated industries that are like doing revolutionary work. Um, where I am right now, where we're focused on the science of epigenetics. I won't bore anyone or geek out too hard, but it's really about the science of health and aging okay. and um, like what makes you healthier, what makes you, um, you know, why mindset actually matters into your physical fitness mm -hmm. and 
how you can live a lo the longest, healthiest life that you can. So it's been a full ride, super fun, um, and I'm very, very passionate about that work. But I'm an entrepreneur and a hustler, and so while I love my day job, I also uh, continue. I. I learned pretty early on um, in high school that like my gift, my definite major purpose in the world is marketing and helping other people get rich. At first I was like, well, what am I gonna do to get rich? And then it was <laughs> like, oh, I can help other people get rich and I get rich too. Exactly. So it's, Win -win, right? yeah, it's been super fun. And now I'm just addicted. It's like a drug, just helping and cracking codes and, um, really getting at like, well, what strategies are you using and how do we think smarter? How do we optimize? How do we scale what you've already have going? Um, every entrepreneur I know has amazing stories to tell and I just get to help them craft that in a strategic way that helps generate revenue and income. That's amazing. Yeah. What I love about everything you just said was the fact that you thoroughly and genuinely enjoy and you're passionate about marketing and branding and helping others um, expose and build their brands, which is super rare. I mean, you're very fortunate to actually yeah. truly love what you do. You're not just saying that you love what you do, but you yeah. actually love it. I mean, I can tell, you know, you're lighting up, yeah. your tone went up, your smile went up when yep. you started talking about it. So it's, it's your truth, which is super rare. Yeah. You know, I think that's great. Yeah, especially in uh, corporate America, like I get asked all the time, well, aren't you gonna leave and don't you wanna do something? And I guess I have decided that I'm bouncing from small company to small company, so that's just what I'm gonna do. Mm -hmm. And I, I'm i of the mindset of like, why do one thing when I can do, a, I can kind of define the odds and do it all. Mm -hmm. And so when I wanna start a new company or start a new project, I just go for it and do it. And so far, like sometimes I'm burnt out, like clearly I'm sick right now, but <laughs> um, but I really do love it. Yeah. Um, and it lights me up and I think seeing people who are building like meaningful companies, I mean, I can't wait to hear more about yours. You're doing something that like matters and it means something to your heart and you're just trying to get that message out to the world. And so marketing is different. It's not like tacky sales. It's like, no, how do we get that in front of other consumers who share that same uh, mindset and like really care about what you care about? Mm -hmm. um, and so it's more than just like making profit. It's about spreading what you're doing and creating a movement or a following about right. around a brand. Well said, well yeah. said. Yeah, that's great. And one question I want to ask you before I forget it is, you know, you mentioned you, um, you started your, your branding journey in the athletic space, then you moved to financial services, and then you moved to more of science the, the and science tech. and tech. Yes. As you look at all three of those industries, they're clearly vastly different. Very. So my question for you is, when you look back at all of those different industries, you know, what is the, what was the most, let me, let me think how I want to word this. We'll, we'll take it in two pieces. So as you look at all three of those industries, yeah. what is one thing that you learned that was invaluable across all industries? And then the second question is, you know, what is the biggest challenges that you face in each one of those pillars? Good question. And actually my answer is probably two part answers, both of those. So I feel very fortunate that I started in sports. What I didn't realize is like, everyone is super loyal and the fan engagement and the customer experience that I was mm -hmm. building was like easy because it's sports, right? Sure. It's glamorous and there's always fans. And um, so while 
I didn't have to craft this brand story. There was people constantly engaging with what we were doing. But at the same time, that was like, it wasn't like I was testing and learning and building from the ground up. I had hundreds of thousands of eyeballs on everything that I was putting out. And it was really at the boom when social media was just starting and the teams were trying to figure out like, how are we doing this work and what, um, like how are we gonna incorporate social media in a natural way and have a place? And so we were learning and we were building, but we had hundreds of thousands of eyeballs. And so sometimes we failed and we failed hard. And I think that taught me a lot of lessons of like, that's okay. Because we, even though we were a big sports brand um, or I was acting on behalf of a big sports brand, um, people identified with like, there's real humans here, we're real people and the brand itself um, you know, evolves over time and makes mistakes. And so now when I'm building from the ground up, I get to take a lot of the learnings that I learned with like massive eyeballs, mm -hmm. which was great. And now I get to uh, implement some of those strategies, but I'm not afraid to like take big leaps or do things because I saw people respond well to that. Mm -hmm. um, and I think a lot of times, especially as entrepreneurs, we overthink things or we're scared to just like put it out sure. and just test and learn and try. Um, and I think most people uh, have gotten over that hump, but being in sports definitely coached me and taught me through that. So it was the best, but also the most trying yeah, for yeah. sure. Um, yeah, and I definitely learned a lot. Okay. And I was young sure. in that industry. Yeah. Uh, which was probably a blessing and a curse too. It is what it is. Yeah. And, you know, at least you, you were able to come out with some, some key takeaways that transcended to what you're doing now. And so let's segue a little bit as we're talking about branding. You know, we just recapped your corporate. Mm -hmm. Let's talk about what you're doing from a independent standpoint. How are you yes. um, getting out into the world, networking, meeting with entrepreneurs, helping build their brands yes. and, and of course build your own personal brand as well? Yes. Well, I do believe personal branding is super important. So the branding work that I do is kind of in three categories. I do personal branding for CEOs, entrepreneurs, professional athletes, and then also um, agents. And those are primarily my main buckets of personal branding right now. A lot of thought leadership, again, extending beyond if you just work in corporate America, what's your true legacy going to be? If you're an athlete, what's your philanthropy and something that you care about? And um, so I spend a lot of time one-on-one -on -one with clients just building and growing sort of their personal brand, everything from social media to their blog to the foundations that they set trademarking um and so my team that i that uh helps support brand boss sort of does the full gamut there and then um i'm obsessed with startups so i love technology it was actually just startup week in minneapolis two weeks ago so i was there listening to pitches trying to figure out like who's got a great story that just needs to be told help automate and scale I um, try to give a couple grants a year and help some startups that I truly believe in and That's just great. do that work for free. Good for you. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, I'm really good at presentations and helping them uh, pitch in front of investors. So I spend a lot of time coaching them okay. and teaching them what I learned of how to make money and how to um, pitch themselves and their business. I find a lot of times that uh, those startup businesses are like a team of guys working in a garage and they're like total nerds, but yeah. they don't, you know, present 
Uh, they just need a little coaching of yeah. like, what's the actual brand story? How is this going to make money? How do we show growth plans and revenue streams? And so I've worked pretty hard on that space and more recently, um, and I enjoy that work a lot. And then um, I'm also just working on, you know, small businesses, other entrepreneurs who are kind of like in a more of any business coaching uh helping look through and I do a lot of courses on SEO. Uh, what are your analytics on your website? Um, how do we look at what you're already doing, optimize and scaling that? So that part of my business is a little bit more like business coaching. Um, and from that has evolved to like life coaching and mindset. And um, on my personal social media, I share a lot about sort of what my rituals are how I'm able to balance uh, a work life and then my passion projects and then also staying mentally and physically fit. And so I'm working on some side projects um, in that area too of like meal prepping and meal planning and um, just you. fitness stuff. Look at you, yeah. that's awesome. Yeah. Just, I'm all about optimizing and making being as efficient as you can. Yeah. So stop trying to cook every night and cook once a week there and like get your stuff done yeah. or like just little life hacks like mm -hmm. that. Yeah. So I'm that's a big cool. fan of that. Cool. That's great. So as you were, you were uh, describing that, I was trying to think about a question that I could ask you and what I come, what I came up with was when you look at all the social influencers now, who do you look at and say they're doing it right? Yeah. Great question. So, um, from a lady boss, like, uh, girl empowerment. Mm -hmm. um, I'm really, really obsessed with a couple people. Uh, there's a couple women locally too, but maybe I'll start with um, her name. She does the Gold Digger podcast. Her okay. name is Jenna and she is just freaking amazing. Um, if you haven't listened to the Gold Digger podcast, I definitely recommend it. She's sort of in this like marketing uh, uh, world too, her and her husband. So they're the Kutchers, Jenna Kutcher, and then her husband. Um, and from the marketing, she came as a photographer, uh, sort of realized that she could like reverse engineer her success in um, being a photographer. And now she coaches and teaches marketing strategies for other photographers. Okay. I love her um, kind of vibe. She's very much about like growing a community of people who are like-minded. So I think she's killing it on just an entrepreneur uh, mind. I'm obsessed with Lewis House, you know okay. Lewis? Yeah, I'm familiar. Yeah. Okay, yeah. so I think he's just great. He's killing it, uh, kind of showing you can do it all. Mm -hmm. I love that. Um, I love his energy. I like his podcast a lot too. He stopped blogging completely and is just talking. Okay. Which is like, I'm all about that. Yeah. Every time I get in front of my computer and try to blog, I'm like, but I'm so much better at talking. Yeah, yeah. yeah having the self-awareness and yeah. picking, picking the avenue that's best for you. I think I could never so. sit down and write a blog. No? There's no way. I would maybe a very well-written paragraph and then I'm done. Yeah. I'm done. But I can speak yeah. and communicate and, and do one-on-ones, but yeah. on the computer, there's no way. I know. I'm not going to be able to articulate myself. I'm not ready to give it up yet. It's such a big traffic <clears throat> driver to my website. I mean, if you're good at it, continue to do it. Well, at least... Because, I mean, I, I, I mean, you already know I'm preaching the choir, but, you know, contextualizing the, the content, what you're trying to put out to yeah. the people. So some people don't even want to sit down and watch this YouTube video. They just would rather read yeah. your blog. Yeah. They're not going to get a blog from me, so I'm going to miss the mark there, but yeah. they're going to read your, 
yourself if that's what they would prefer. Yeah, I think it'll be interesting. Um, as a consumer, I always would rather watch video. So it's like, how do I sort of have a blog that has a video on it, mm -hmm. that also has my podcast episode, right. that's got the same topic, you know, I'm trying to get there and optimize as much mm -hmm. as possible, fit as many people as possible. And you're right, people have different learning styles and consume information. I do a lot of like learning and tutorials, so I think my lists and my bullet points help a lot, but um, we'll see how I evolve because I'd much rather just do a podcast. <laughs> <laughs> I hear you, I hear you. You do a podcast, now you have the video, you have yeah. the audio, you yeah. screenshot, now you have photos. You can write, a, you know, it, it's all mediums of, yeah. of uh, content. Yeah. Um, where can people find you if they're interested in, you know, leveraging your, your branding services or even your life coaching services. Yep. Um, you can go to chelseaamber.com and find me there. Um, Brandboss at chelseaamber.com is how you can reach me via email. And then Chelsea Amber on all social media, um, Instagram, Twitter, LinkedIn, anything. So you can okay. find me on all of those things. Great. Yes. Don't worry, we're not done. I just <laughs> wanted to make sure you were able to put yourself <laughs> Let's pivot now. So cool. we talked about a lot of, you know, the, the career aspect of yeah. your life. Now I want to dive into your mindset. Cool. And I'm just going to ask you some straight up questions. Take it as far as you want. Cool. There's no right or wrong answer, but I'm just curious to know, are you a goal-driven person? Do you set objectives? Do you write them down and you, you know, put timelines on them and you make sure you go after it? Or are you more of a just kind of go with the flow type of person? Nope. I am anally a goal person. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I'm excited about this question because it's actually coming on the new year, which is like my favorite time to mm -hmm. reset and re-goal. So I'm being super critical of, and I was just reading through the goals I set for myself in 2019. How many of them have I hit? Where am I at? Yeah. And then kind of evaluating, okay, like, okay, I took certain things way further than I thought and I didn't do some of the things and trying to give myself some grace this yeah, year. I was just going to ask, do you beat yourself up if you miss the mark on a couple of things, but you feel like you excelled in others or are you, you know? I'm trying, I'm really trying this year. In the past, I would have been like, oh, you got it. Yeah. You got eight weeks left. Yeah. You got it. That's a major weakness of mine. Yeah. Um, but I think, you know, uh, God works in weird ways where it's like certain things just kind of, I wake up in the morning and I'm like, that's on my heart and mind. So I'm just going to keep going with that. Okay. I had no idea at the beginning of this year that I would be doing anything with meal prepping and food planning and fitness journey. And I've shared that vulnerably on social media of just like, Wow, it was really important for me in my life when I was bouncing back to maintain my physical and mental fitness. Mm -hmm. And I wouldn't have been able to get through that hard time had I not been in that already that mindset. Yeah. So now I'm like, that's big on my heart and God just keeps kind of putting that on me. So I'm like, I'm gonna keep pushing that into the universe and go with that. And that was not on my 2019 yeah. plans at all. So I'm trying not to beat myself up um, I didn't, I'm not going to hit my revenue goal for the year, but I did a lot of, uh, work that I gave, um, and I, and I'm watching these brands grow and they're plugging me and those fruits are, you know, seeds that will turn into big plants yeah. eventually. And so I'm trying not to be hard on myself in those areas. Um, as far as what I do, I set my year plan usually at the 
usually in December. So okay. the beginning of December, I reevaluate. I'm big into analytics really big into like what worked well last year how mm -hmm. do i optimize so uh you know what areas can i just repurpose redo like those were definite traffic drivers now i'm gonna pause you for a second yes because i want clarity for myself and probably people watching as you're yes. going through your routines and how you go about attacking goals is this personal and business personal and business okay, i just want to make sure personal and business um great question so i actually do my goal setting in three sets so I do business, love, and or like relationships mm -hmm. and life. And so my life includes, mm -hmm. you know, my personal fitness and my food and um, sort of uh, religion or whatever yeah. goals I have, mm -hmm. um, my business goals. And then my relationships um, in the past was marriage. Um, and I'm sure we'll get to this, but now I'm single. And so my relationship this year was about myself, rediscovering myself. Um, and finding uh, and setting goals in those three buckets. So as I, again, go through like, okay, what worked well in mm -hmm. all of those? And I like to focus there first, cause I think um, focusing on what worked well and doing more of that is good. And then it's like, what didn't work so well mm -hmm. or, and why, and asking yourself those tough questions. I'm sure my therapist is going to hate me because I'm going with a big list of like, <laughs> why didn't these things work? And like, help me think through this. So, um, yeah, I'm, I'm anal, but then I will, that will be my plan for 2020. Okay. I will reset. I sort of also look at like, okay, I'm going to be 31 next year. Where do I want to be? I'm big into like, where do I want to be in 10 years? Mm -hmm. Where do I want to be in five years? And then what things do I need to do be, to be setting myself up for my 10 year, my five year plans. And then, um, in all three of those buckets and then, you know, allowing myself some time and space and energy in all three of those two throughout the year to learn and grow. So then I like to quarterly check in. It's like, okay, did things change? Where are we at? How am I doing? Um, you know, what things did I fall behind? Cause a lot of times that happens or, uh, where, where do I want to shift my plans from what I thought? Cause 12 months is a long time. Yeah, I was going to ask you that. Especially when what I've happens? got eight things going yeah, on. Right. <laughs> I was going to ask you, what do you do if this ever happens where yeah. you set your 12 month goal, but month four, seven, nine, you really, really like, no, this maybe isn't the most effective or purposeful goal for me. I'm going to yep. pivot a little bit and maybe you just take it off the list and focus on the remaining or you add a new one that like, do you, do you allow yourself, as you said, the grace to be able to do that? Yeah. And have the flexibility? I do. I do. Again, that was kind of new was <clears> last <throat> year. Uh, prior to that, I was like, here's I got to get my Yeah. Fucking go. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and I, cause I had seen so many successful people just be like, no, nope, I'm going to say no to everything yeah. else in my life to get that to happen. Yeah, and I, blinders are on head down. Yeah. Head down. And you know, I do, I do still believe in that when I do coaching and I do uh, tell people, I'm like, listen, this is hard. Success mm -hmm. isn't born overnight. Like you got to sacrifice. You got to give up. You got to, I mean, myself, like I have a lot of friends and I'm constantly being like, you know how much I love you. I'm trying to keep connected, but I can't be going out every night. I can't like, I'm building multiple brands and I'm mm -hmm. busy and that's hard to do. Um, especially, but I try to allow myself to 
make time. Uh, you know, that's why I love the three avenues of goal setting. Cause for me, relationships is with my friends, is with my family. Like, did I call my grandpa once a month? Mm -hmm. That's really important that yeah. I do that. Um, and if I haven't, it's 31st. So I'm like, grandpa, how yeah. you doing? Yeah. He doesn't know. It's fine. Right, right, exactly. <laughs> um, so I try to set those goals and I really try to stick to some that are really, really important. And then I do, I, I, I suggest that everyone be kind of graceful to yeah, to yeah. themselves. I'm uh, telling you, that is hands down my biggest weakness. Because like you, I'm all about setting goals and making sure I have the milestones that I need to make sure I'm progressing yeah. throughout my life. But my biggest weakness yeah. is I beat myself up. But I think you mentioned a couple every couple of months you'll track your progress. Yeah, I wake up every morning. Yeah, and it's like this immense amount of anxiety. Oh, I'm like, oh, oh my god. I'm running out of time. I'm running out of time. I need to go. I need to go. Um, I need to go. So that's go. interesting. So um, in marketing, we do agile metho methodology, okay. which is like taking your big task and then breaking it down into a lot of small things. I've so never that, heard that methodology in anything outside of software development. Yeah, yeah, I had no yeah. idea marketers leverage that. Well, I'm using it. Okay. <laughs> is it because you're in a tech company? Yeah, probably. But, company I, but I've been doing that since sports too. Okay. Um, I love the methodology, but that has helped me in my goal setting too, which is I'm not going to get to where I want to be in 12 months so how do I set little tiny things because then when I'm waking up or I'm doing things week to week I'm like you know what I feel pretty good where I'm at this week for what I needed to accomplish to get me yep. here sometimes it's hard especially when you got like a burning passion yeah. to like you know launch a website or launch a new product mm -hmm. it's like that takes time to right. do yeah that's and the you're biggest, waking up that's the key word is it takes time yep but it's also it's this balance between urgency, but also understanding that it takes time too. Yeah, that's one of the biggest things I've learned this year because I've always been, like I said, an immense amount of urgency. Yeah, but to the point where it's has negative results on me. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because like I said, I'm always yeah. in this state of anxiety and like I'm not not doing enough. I could be doing more. Yeah. You know the results aren't there. Blah 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 blah. Even if I am progressing, yeah. it's like I want it mm -hmm. there. And, and I'm the type of person that fully understands. Um, the fact that things take that that things are a process yeah and even though i like to say i understand things take time yeah throughout yeah. my day to day i'm like you yeah, no, like by no, time no. i really spent yeah. 12 hours yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> yeah. so that's that's something i'm i'm battling with but yeah. i guess the number one thing is i'm at least self-aware of it so i'll just curious Good. to know if you face that too i do i do um it's something that i've really <laughs> tried to forgive myself a lot um I have the tendency to like overshare, like I got a new project coming and I'm so excited for you guys to know about it. But and do I'm you like, think that's a pro because now you put it out there and now it's a level of social accountability? I do, but, then, re but then recently I'm like, maybe I should slow my roll a little or like sure. work on something and surprise everyone. Yeah. And so we'll see, I, I got a couple things cooking that okay. I'm not talking about. And I think that it will be different for me because I'm usually, I love on social media that it's like, instead of behind the scenes of like me watching Netflix, like no offense to anyone who watches Netflix, mm -hmm. but I like to be like, here's the logos I'm mocking up. Which ones do you like? Yeah. And I like to involve them in what I'm working on mm -hmm. and make everyone see that, the, see the hustle, but not at all like, oh wow, she's hustling. It's more like be a part of the community in the process yeah. because then 
when you need that work for you, you're going to think of me. Um, and so I try to involve people. Uh, I was pretty vocal about wanting to start a podcast and then everyone's like, when's it coming? What's it coming? <laughs> That's great. Um, which is good. Yeah. But now I'm like, okay, TikTok. Right. Oh, why did I say that? Shoot myself <laughs> in the foot a little bit. But, uh, yeah, I think, um, I do, I do think you just need to, uh, focus a little bit on like giving yourself some time and space and then just breaking those down into like smaller things. You feel the accomplishment mm -hmm. and the smaller things that you're working on. And when you do accomplish something, do you celebrate or is it on to the next or a combo of both? No, it's almost always on to the next. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Isn't that funny? Yeah. Like, it's but funny. what I did learn is, um, and I help my clients do this, but I'm really terrible about doing it myself is like, just as important as like the pre-build to whatever you're working on and the actual launch of whatever you're working on is the post. So it's like you, even though it's done and I kind of like, am I check it off my mm -hmm. list and move on to the next, it's so important immediately following that to give it even more energy than yeah. pre and launch to what's working, how do I optimize, how do I see where, okay, where's traffic coming to my new mm -hmm. product, how do I, put that in the hands of more people? How do I retell that story? Right. You know, only 6% of your audience is actually seeing what you've posted. So that leaves 94% that you need to repeat that message, yep. keep on saying it, keep on doing it. Right. It feels really repetitive, especially to us, mm -hmm. but you'll never scale and right. grow unless you're really living in that post. Mm -hmm. So I'm trying to focus on that right now. Yeah, and it's funny you mentioned that because that's a thought that came into my head Sunday or, or Monday as I'm looking at my own business and you know, I'm in sales in, in the corporate world and um, post-sale is super important. Yes, and so retention. Exactly, retention yeah. and making Referrals. sure the customer is enjoying the product or the service and they're maximizing it, whether it is a service or a particular product and of course the referrals and the upsells and yes. that's not possible unless you actually do the post follow up to ensure that everything's yes. working smoothly so it's funny you brought that up it's um, essential it really is isn't it, it is it is and there's a lot of automation you can do that feels genuine which is nice mm -hmm. but we don't spend enough time in that space especially us as people like okay yeah. on to the next uh, yeah. on to the next yeah. but uh that one client can turn into five more with just a little extra tlc than anyone else is right. doing so let me ask you one other question about your um, goal strategies. Have you always been a person that sets goals or is there a particular like catalyst in your life that mm -hmm. made you say, you know what, I'm not where I want to be or I'm not getting there quick enough or I'm not really reaching my full potential. I need to change something. And so that more or less forced you mm -hmm. to start setting goals or were you always just someone who set goals and went after I don't think I always have been. That's kind of an interesting question because I've never thought about it. Um, it probably hit me more in high school. Okay. I wasn't really like, school didn't come super easy to me. Um, and so I, I had to work 10 times harder than everyone else to like get the grades and set the goals for myself. I <clears throat> knew uh, my parents didn't have enough money to pay for my college. I was trying to work for scholarships and do whatever I needed to do. Um, I was working, I was doing a ton of extracurriculars volleyball and uh, dance line and drama and volunteering and doing new business so i was like constantly prioritizing my schedule and what can i do mm -hmm. and so i think it kind of hit me young um but my dad had and my parents uh are interesting my uh 
dad has always kind of dropped, jumped from one entrepreneurial thing okay. to another, but sort of kind of dropped them. And so deep in my mind is like, how do I do this and do multiple things? Cause I admire that so much, but how do I do that and stay consistent and keep yeah. those things going yeah. instead of being like a hopper? I think that's a really big and consistent challenge that a lot of entrepreneurs have is they dip their toes in and then they want to go to the next pool. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? Especially when things get hard. Yeah, yep. yeah. Especially yep. that too. Um, that's interesting that you bring that up, but sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, no, that's it. I think so. I don't think, I say that, but then I remember my seven-year-old self pitching to my parents why we needed cable with like a, <laughs> a, a detailed PowerPoint. So maybe I've always a been typing. PowerPoint? Oh yeah. Oh, oh yeah. Cool. With like the cost. The cost analysis oh, and course, everything. So I think maybe I've always been a little bit type A. <laughs> That's funny. I can see that. Yeah, yeah. But um, I think it, it came when, you know, life, <laughs> life ha starts to happen mm -hmm. and then it's like, wow, I need to prioritize my life. Yeah. Um, and for me, that happened younger than I needed because I had some goals that I wanted to go to college and I wanted, I knew what I wanted to do. I saw a lot of people like in high school still trying to discover themselves and didn't know sure. what they wanted to do. I felt blessed that I always had it on my heart. Uh, I love design, I love art, and I love business, and marketing is all three of those things. So, um, yeah, that's my answer. Okay. Love, love it. it. <laughs> yeah, no, there's nothing wrong with that. We have all night. I love it. So, it's one thing to have goals and to set the goals and to embark on those goals. Yes. But, as you know, you can run out of energy. Yes. So what motivates you? What mm -hmm. What is the driving factor that gets Chelsea up in the morning to do whatever she did the day before, but to do it again, to do it better, and then do it the next day mm -hmm. and keep going? What is that driving factor? I, yeah, I have just decided my 30s <clears throat> are my hustle years. Um, I think my eventual plan is like, I want to have set, I read once that every millionaire has seven streams of income. Mm -hmm. And ever since I read that, I was like, I just need to be building this life where there's stuff, I'm in my hands in so many things where the end of my life, it's about giving back. It's about relaxing, it's about enjoying my life and taking care of everyone who had taken care of me. Mm -hmm. And so I think when I zoom out to like my retirement uh, manifestation, I'm still hustling, it just looks very different. It's very selfless, it's no longer about money. So right now I'm focused on, okay, I'm single again, I have the hours, I have the energy, how do I, and I'm pretty disciplined. I wake up every day at 4.45, 4.45 a.m., workout from five to six. Then I spend personal time on my personal business from six to 7.30. Then I go to work and then I come home and I do the same thing. And I, you know, uh, there's 24 hours in a day. Mm -hmm. I only spend eight of them at my work. Right. So that gives me quite a bit of time exactly. to do whatever I want to do. And that just kind of motivates me. I try to look at the long, long term and my ultimate, you know, passions. And then I zoom into every day and try to make the most of every single day. Um, and sometimes that just means like, go get a massage or like yeah. go out and have fun and drink wine with friends. Uh, so I, it's not always hustle, 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 but it's like making the true most of every day. Nothing makes me more mad than when I like waste a day. Like I would never yeah. just waste a day like in my sweatpants watching my <laughs> ever. You know what's most, you know what's most impressive as, as I'm sitting here listening to you since pretty much the first minute is you're extremely self-aware. 
Probably. How, how do you think that came about? Because it's very rare skill set. It's very unique. How do you think? Have you ever considered yourself to be very self-aware? Um, I think so. You, I, you talk to yourself a lot. I talk to myself a lot. Yeah. I plan a lot. I, you know, I spend a lot of time alone, which is a good, a good <laughs> and bad thing. I think that's the only way to be self-aware. Yeah. Yeah, I. If you're with and everyone I'm else, too, every, you know it's too loud. You have to have the moments yeah. of, of silence to actually see what's going on internally. Of course, you want to have the experiences with other people, but yes, I think it's very important to be alone. I, I do too, and I'm super extroverted, so my energy comes from other people. Okay. Um, which is interesting. <clears throat> uh, a lot of extroverts don't spend enough time alone, but I'm really, really, I've. Uh, really close with God. I talk to God all the time. I feel like constantly like I'm told and um, I'm being given different signs and I, I kind of talk to him like my best friend. And so as weird as that sounds, I spend a lot of time. It's sort of my uh, meditation or my uh, spiritual uh, awakening that I try to have once a day to make sure that I'm, you know, I am self-aware. Mm -hmm. Think you have to know what you're good at and you have to know, okay, I could really use help in these areas and how do I find people who match me in those areas and I can compliment them in the areas that they need. Um, and I'm all about teamwork and collaboration, but I also don't want my, what my true calling. I mean, no one else knows my brand like I do and no one else can do that like I can. So I try to, um, spend time and make sure it's like okay that was great feedback but is that what i want is that on my heart and like god is that what i'm called to do um and so i try to spend some time in that parallel a little um so i guess that's self-awareness yeah, absolutely <laughs> yeah one thousand percent that's great so let's wrap up with a few more questions here or maybe this is just the one and done here cool yeah what are your fears mm. Uh, I mean, failure is my biggest fear. I never want to, you know, I I shouldn't say that because I love to do mini failures. Like, mm -hmm. I'm not afraid to just put myself out there. And sometimes it feels icky and vulnerable. But I think, you know, I'd never want to not be successful. I'm yeah. chasing this ultimate goal of, like, what's the best version of Chelsea? Mm -hmm. um, and so I think... Uh, no matter what happened yesterday, no matter how much I might have screwed up, failed, whatever, I can always bounce back, recover, and be better, be more successful, and like take those lessons and learn. So I think my biggest failure is just like not doing that. Mm -hmm. um, and I try to live my life every day of like when that happens, what did I learn, and how do I turn that into a positive? Um, I'm very, very optimistic. Like glass is not half full it's overflowing <laughs> and i uh i i like living life that way i don't want to be negative and in that spiral of just like um you're in your own way you know yeah that's great i love that well but you have to answer it i have to answer that yeah no, i don't have to answer that yes. this is my podcast i'll answer that on your podcast how no, about that please end it that way i want to know your biggest fan all right all right well, are your biggest, your biggest my biggest fear? fears, I mean, it's not too different than what you mentioned. I'm a big fan of ensuring that I'm constantly moving towards my greatest potential and my full potential as well. So my biggest fear is a couple, I'll, I'll dissect it like this, getting at the end of my life and feeling like I could have done more yeah, yeah. Is, a, is a short and sweet answer. Yeah. And then secondly, um, 
it's kind of a two-parter. What really motivates me is being able to get to a point where I can fully and 100% support my family. Yeah. You know, top medical, top experience of life and all that stuff. So I fear not being able to do that someday. Yeah. And so those are my biggest motivators as well as my biggest fears. Do you fear getting old? Like I don't fear you? getting old at all. No. Not, not at okay. all. Not okay. at all. Okay. Not at all. Me neither. But I was just curious if yeah. like your health decline and all that scares you. No, okay. I, I think my best years are to come. Yeah. I really believe that. Yeah. Um, in every aspect. So that piece does not worry me at all. I don't fear that at all. Cool. So. Liz, yeah. all right, well, thanks for sharing. Yeah, of course. Sorry for putting of course. <laughs> no, that's all right. It's, it's funny you kind of did because my, my last episode, I started um, this thing where I have the guest ask a question at the very end. So it was actually very appropriate. Perfect. Yeah. So with that, let's close. You know, everyone watching, really appreciate you guys tuning in. Again, tell them where they can find you on social as well as your, your um, yes. website as well. Yes, so on all social media, it's Chelsea.Amber. <clears throat> And um, it's chelseaamber.com. You will see if you Google Brand Boss, you can find me as well. So hit me up, DM me. I'm happy to chat and give you everything I can. Um, thanks. Right. Well, that's a wrap, guys. Thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Not So Fucking Ordinary Show. And we'll catch you next time. We're out. Cool.